All right. Hello, everybody. So my topic for today is going to be um, resilience almost killed me because it did. Um, the first time I heard the word resilience, and I'm going to be honest because I'm not one of those people that try to act like I'm just like, like I know it all. But my first time hearing that word, I was doing an interview with Shantae Moore, and she was speaking about a song that she had just wrote, you know, um, that was just put out there or whatever. And the word she said was resilience. It speaks about women being resilient and resilience and strength and overcoming obstacles and battles and all this kind of stuff. And I had never heard the word ever in my life. Just like some of y'all never heard the word pandemic, but we're going through one and hey, we're here today. Okay. Same thing. Some words you have never heard before. Doesn't make you smart. Doesn't make you dumb. Just ain't never heard it. So I went and I looked it up and I was like, uh, okay. And it seemed like more and more and more I kept hearing this word. And people would reference me to being a resilient person, a strong person. Oh, you've been through so much. You're so strong. Your resilience is admired, you know, this and that, whatever, whatever. I got tired of hearing this shit, you know? I'm I'm just going to be real. Like, I thank God for my strength, and I am very blessed to be able to have it. But that doesn't mean that I just wanted to, you know, um, 100% embrace it. I didn't want to. The problem that we have today, to me, with a lot of people, and it's not just black people, white people, it's not a color thing, you know, it's not a gender thing. It's just a thing of people thinking that you are stronger than what you really are. So when you see those posts and people say, check on your strong friends and all that kind of stuff, you really should. Because I remember a friend of mine was talking to me and she was just like, hey, how's everything? How you doing? And I was like, I'm good. Everything is good. And she was like, no, how are you really? And I was like, oh, girl, I've been going through this, this and this and that. I wanted someone to talk to, but because I have to live in this bubble of strength, it makes it hard for me to open up to people and tell them what it is that I'm really experiencing and going through within my life. So I try not to be that way. Um, I remember it was a situation where, you know, I had went through something with a boyfriend of mine and I speak about this more now than I ever did. And it's because I was taught to be resilient and to basically move on with life. Life goes on, you know. Um, I never forget my grandmother told me one day we were looking outside and I forgot who died. And I was a little sad. I cannot remember who it was, but she said, you see those leaves over there blowing? I was like, yeah. She's like, you see the cars going by and stuff like that. And I'm looking at her like, what are we, like, what are we getting to? She was like, life goes on. So when someone die, it just goes on. And I just looked and I was like, dang. And that is how I was programmed for from a little girl. Like I had to go on with life no matter what. I couldn't really be sad about things because that wasn't what being strong or strength was about. It was about moving forward in life. Um, but I'll get to that you know, in a minute, as far as what I think strength is now as a 43 year old, you know, woman. 
So um, I went through my situation. I lost a boyfriend of mine to suicide. And I'll speak about that on a whole nother, you know, podcast or whatever. Um, and it was a very difficult and tragic thing for me to deal with. It was it was a lot, you know, um, for any one of you out there who have ever dealt with anyone who took their lives and who actually seen it. Um, my heart goes out to you because. I've seen it. I've dealt with it. I dealt with the, you know, the pain of um, what I had to deal with on the back end of, you know, whatever. But anyways, we're not going to focus on that. What we're going to focus on is the strength that I had to have from that. Um, I remember my daughter was in California with her dad for the summer. And right after that situation, she she came back to Atlanta where I was living at and I was crying and she used to call my um, boyfriend best friend. And so her dad had told her basically that he died from a bad headache and he just didn't wake up and that's not what happened. But, you know, that's what we had to tell a seven year old child at the time, you know, what happened. And every time I would find myself like getting sad, my daughter is the type of child, my oldest one, and even a little one now, um, where if they saw me crying, you know, they took on the emotions that I had and they too would cry, like bust out crying. If it's just a tear rolling down my face, a tear will roll down their face. They just, they're just sensitive little girls like they mama. But, um, I told my daughter, I said, Hey baby, if you see me in here crying, you know, just walk out of the room, let mommy have a little time to get herself together because that's how I heal. That's how I'm going to get better. And she was like, Okay, so one night I saw her walking in the room. She walks in and she stops. She do a whole 360 pivot, turn around and walk back out. And I was just like, okay, it's working. She's, you know, respecting the time. And, you know, um, she sees that I am, quote unquote, healing. Years went by and I had been through a relationship then another one. And I am one of those people who I put my heart on my sleeve, seriously, because I am a hard lover. And at this particular time, I had, I was, you know, going through so much. Again, I'll share some of those stories. And I was crying. I didn't realize that my daughter would get up in the middle of the night just to see if I was crying. So one day she came and she said, Mommy, I have a question for you. I said, okay, baby, what's your question? She said, how long does it take for someone to heal? And I said, why are you asking me that? She said, because it seems like it's taking you a long time to heal. And I was like, huh? She said, well, you told me that when a person is healing, it's when they're crying and they need to be left alone. And I thought to myself, oh my God, what am I doing to this child? I'm teaching her how to isolate herself in the space that she's by herself and dealing with her problems by herself. And it just piles up on each other because we were taught to be resilient. We're taught to be strong. I had to correct that way of thinking and way of training at that very moment. And I apologize to her and I say, listen, if you have anything that you are going through, whether you feel like you're healing or you want to cry or anything you want to talk about, do not ever hesitate to come talk to me. 
I realized at that moment that I had to start opening up and being, you know, um, in a space where I was willing to speak to people about things that I had basically internalized because it was killing me. It wasn't making me strong. It was actually killing me. That's why I say resilience almost killed me. So, um, I started working on me and I started surrounding myself with like-minded people. You know, I started going traveling and meeting different people who I adore. Um, and I just want to give a shout out to my Aruba family because a lot of those people are very dear to me, especially my um, Outer Banks, OBX, Beach House Bandits. Y'all know who you are. Um, I love the fact that the relationships that I've been able to, you know, um, build on has helped me a lot because it gave me, you know, the platform where, hey, or not the platform, but it gave me the courage where I can step to a friend and say, hey, I'm not feeling like I'm feeling this way and I need to talk about it. And some of them say, hey, you need to go to a therapist. And at first I was like, hell no, I ain't going to no therapist. Ain't nothing wrong with me. But it was. I had built myself up to be so strong that I was so weak. I'm going to say that again. I built myself up to be so strong that I was weak. It was as if I was breakable, but I pretended to, to be the strongest person ever. And people would also refer to me as superwoman. And my response to them would be, superwoman ain't had no damn kids and she ain't went through half the shit that I went through. So you don't see her flying up in the air and shit with kids, you know, so definitely not superwoman. Um, I feel like, and I'm just trying to get my words together because let me just say, let me pull this up. Okay. Um, resilience, the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties, toughness, the ability of a substance or object to spring back into shape. That's not who I am. I break, I fold, I bend. And guess what? It's okay. Um, it's okay to cry because you have a heartbreak from, you know, a breakup from a relationship from a man or a woman. It's okay to cry because someone passed away and you're going to miss them. It's okay to cry because you're just tired at night from being a single parent or hell, being married and holding the weight of the responsibilities of the family. It's okay to cry whether you're a man or a woman. It's okay. Stop making people feel as if they have to be the world's strongest person. Because when they feel like they have to be the strongest person, everybody turns to that person. And that person feels like they have nobody to turn to because they are living within these bullshit standards that everybody else have them in to try to make it seem as if they don't have problems. You're strong. You the person that everybody come and talk to. We could put you over here. We know you're going to do good. You've always done good and this and that. They feel as if you are incapable of making 
mistakes or that you don't fold or bend and you truly do. I want us to stop the narrative of that, especially within our community, the black community. Um, I see it so much just speaking to my friends where, you know, um, we've been through divorces, we've been through, you know, the loss of children, the loss of family members, you know, falling out with family members, all kind of stuff. And people would make you feel as if you're not able to open up to someone and talk about what you're going through. Well, I'm here to tell you, stop that shit. Stop it. You have to live for yourself. You have to choose your own peace. You have to choose your own happiness. This is something that I am dealing with now within myself, and I'm taking my own advice, okay? This is something that I'm teaching my 15-year-old daughter, as well as my seven. The seven, it's a little hard to get, get it over the hub, but the 15-year-old, it's a process as well because we live in a life of social media where we have these stupid-ass standards that make you feel like you have to be this or you have to be that um when in fact you don't have to be none of that shit you just have to be you and true to yourself to me that's the kind of strength that i want i don't want the strength of people thinking that i'm built for tough i'm tough on the outside but honey soft on the inside i break down plenty of nights where i'm in this room crying to myself or hey i may just feel down and out and i'll call my friend or friends and just get it off my chest um you know feel sometimes feeling like you're not as accomplished as you should be because of what the world say hey you should be married by 30 have your first child you know by 35 or you know some people say that's late or whatever but you you get what i'm saying people have their standards of what they feel like works for you and that's not how it should be. Um, we should start supporting each other more. Hey, what is it that you want to do? What is it that you need help with? Do you need to talk about anything? A lot of people are committing suicide. I have been one to actually think of that. Yeah, me. I have actually thought about suicide because to me, the strength in the saddle that was put on my back basically of strength had me so weak so I felt like it was nothing else to do. People look at me and they say, you know what, she makes it look easy. Well, guess what, it's not. And I try to be as transparent as possible. It's a lot of things I wanna do with my life as far as going after my dreams and stuff like that. I have children, I have responsibilities that are important to me. Um, I have things that make me sad and just weigh me down. But at the end of the day, I am choosing my own happiness, my peace, which that makes me strong and that gives me strength. Um, I want to share with you this article that one of my favorite people in the world, Michelle Vaughn, sent me. She is like a big sister. And it is written by a young lady named Hannah Drake 628. And this site is called Write Some Shit, and it's um, titled Black Women, It Is Okay to Let Go of the Cape. When I learned of the death of Miss USA 2019 Chelsea Chris, I hope I said it right, I immediately felt compelled to look at her Instagram. 
Her last post was a stunning photo of her with the words, may this day find you rest in peace. Hours later, Chris would leap from the 29th floor of a New York City midtown high rise to her death. According to media reports, she left the note, leaving everything to her mother with no information. I scrolled through her social media and stared intensely at her photos, wondering if her smile met her eyes. Was she happy or was she like so many black women, finding moments of joy instead of a life of happiness? On the outset, Chris is a stunningly beautiful woman with the life that many of us will hold, sorry, that many of us would long to have. Still, we must remember that social media is just a series of carefully curated moments. We never know about the shadows that linger. That's the truth. I once read that people don't fake depression. They fake being okay. I'm going to say that again. I once read that people don't fake depression. They fake being okay. Several months ago, I wrote a blog titled, How Are You? I mean, really, how are you? It was a time that was at a very low point in my life. However, on the outside, everything appeared perfect. I'm just messing up my words, but y'all stay on in there with me. I was waking up every day, going through the motions, posting this stuff on social media, attending speaking events, posting pictures, smiling, laughing, all while feeling so empty on the inside with the proper lighting. Pain can be concealed very well. While I don't know what Chris was facing, I do understand what it's like to be a black woman in this world. America has developed a perpetuated narrative and perpetuated a narrative that black women are always strong and resilient. I believe this narrative is saddled on the backs of blacks. Um, excuse me, I'm messing up these words, but stay with me. <laughs> I believe this narrative is saddled on the backs of black women so that black women will not perceive, be perceived as needing assistance, compassion, patience, and understanding. Perpetuating the myth of the strong black woman makes it easier and acceptable to overlook black women. Black women are never given an opportunity or afforded the luxury of being a victim. And sadly, many black women have brought into this myth. Black girl magic has been so distorted, it now means black women are capable of doing anything. Black women are the magical Negro. You need our vote, we will do it. You need to teach us, you need us to teach you diversity and equity for free, we will do it. You need for us to protest injustice, we will do it. You need us to save this nation, we will do it. We can shoulder it all. Who are we to ask for help? How dare we ask for assistance? Who are we to ask for our work? We believe we must always be ones to fix it because this world has always demanded that we fix it. And sadly, we have often answered that call with little to no reward. We have always been America's nursemaids. If we speak up in a meeting, we are unsupported. We are perceived as angry and not being team players. Yet, as soon as the meeting is over, we are chased down in the hallway and in hushed tones told, I wish I was as strong as you. Even with the multiple degrees and experience, our qualifications are called into question. This is so true and sad. Online, we are berated. We are judged daily by, we are judged, wait, we are judged daily about the tone of our voice, the style of our hair, and the shape of our bodies. Everything about us is imitated, yet black women are rarely given accolades and financial benefits. We are watching a rise of black men who believe it's a badge of honor to say they do not value or date black women. Now this moving into some other shit, but I had to read it because it was part of the article, so just keep on with me. 
And still, we hold our heads up and fight another day. We are often fighting for people who never fight for us. And truthfully, I am tired. The black women in my life are tired. The black women I am con connected to online are tired. Black women hold so much inwardly and are penalized if we are ever showing our feelings outwardly. We are fighting battle battles this world can't even begin to comprehend. We are trying to hold up others while suppressing our own demons that manifest in ways that are detrimental to our mental and physical health. We smile when all we want to do is cry. If you want to cry, cry. Okay? To show you who we are means that we are weak. The world doesn't allow black women to be vulnerable. This isn't magic. Black women have found ways to make this look easy. And this is so-called strength. This so-called strength is not magic if it's killing you. That is the truth. Let me finish this up with this. I am challenging black women to reclaim you. So basically, this is a lot of shit to read. Just claim yourself. Um, you don't have to have any you know, loyalty to your oppressor. People who put on you that you should be resilient and all this stuff. Um, know this is your time. This is your moment. Whatever it is that you want to do, not just black woman, black woman, black man, black child, person, woman, man, wife, whatever. It does not matter. Let go of the narrative of being resilient. Work on a narrative about being peaceful, happy, and strong. And strength comes from what you see as strength, not what nobody else sees um, strength for you as. Um, we have to stop pushing our agendas on other people, you know, um, and just start owning up to our own and just knowing that it's okay to be sad. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to fumble the ball and just keep it pushing. So when I say resilience almost killed me, it almost killed me. But my strength brought me back to a place of knowing that I am loved, I am at peace, and I am finding myself to know that I will no more pretend to be something that I'm not. And if I'm not happy, I'm not going to pretend to be happy. I'm going to fight through it. I'm going to talk it out. And I'm going to pray about it. And I leave with you all that if it's someone, you know, that you know are going through something or they just seem a little off to you, tell them you're stopping by. You just want to look at them. Tell them let's go out to have dinner or lunch, you know. Um, like the old folks say, hey, I just want to look at you. I just want to look at you. I just want to hug you. I just want you to feel that love and compassion. Feel my heartbeat next to yours to know that this is true love and a genuine concern that I have for you. If you can offer any kind of ear, you know, time to someone and you know they're going through something do that um just know that if you are the person on the other side who and excuse that i got the phone computer everything going on but if you are on the other side like i have been and i you know sometimes go there it's okay to talk to someone 
You don't have to go and sit on the red couch and kick your legs up and just pour out your whole life story. You don't have to do that. You can find a total stranger that you have some kind of connection with and you open up to and you can speak to this person. You can talk to a relative or a mentor or somebody that you look up to and you trust. Because I'm going to tell you something. Some of y'all real messy. Y'all listen to people's problems and y'all go right back and spread the good news. on, And, and that just make things worse for people. That's why people don't open up or you're judging everything that they're going through. Stop doing that shit. Make it comfortable for somebody to come talk to you. Seriously. I have a really, really good friend. Yolanda, I call her for everything. We talk about everything. There's nothing I can't say to her. My friend D, my friend Kat, my friend Mel, my friend Mimi. I can go on. Toxie, Shelly, Chavi. Oh, I can go on and on about my friends that I can call and speak to about anything that I am going through. But don't make me feel bad for coming to you. And I'm not saying my friends. I'm just saying in general. When I needed someone to talk to and you took what I was going through and made it like it was a deaf comedy jam topic, don't do that to people. People need you. So I'm leaving you with the words of being compassionate, be mindful, be loving. And I'm signing out of Hillary's Hideaway. Have a good one.